This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Let's get straight to it. This week went by pretty fast for me. I'm not sure why. Uh, I just was extra attentive to everything and doing so created such high level of migraines. Like I couldn't even, I can't even explain how bad they were, but I just was paying attention to like every little thing. And it was, it was really weird because, um, I am very attentive, but I mean, it was, it was a little bit overboard and had me overthinking a lot of stuff this week, uh, with work, with life, with the business, um, just, just add an extra to the anxiety. And again, I just, I don't, um, I don't know why, I don't know why, like, but you know what I mean? Like I take the good and the bad with, with everything. So, you know, I wrote some stuff down that, I, that I paid attention to, um, kind of, uh, tweak some stuff, uh, in regards to the business. And, you know, I just, did it how I live. It it just was, it was crazy though, because it was almost as if, um, like the week went by fast, but it was like life was in, in slow motion. Like I was like taking snapshots of everything that was going on throughout the week and trying to analyze it. And it got overwhelming. Um, it got overwhelming and created, uh, this battle within my mind because, we go through these these moments where we are able to kind of let stuff uh, just be what it is. But then there's a part of us that just kind of want to figure it out. And that's where I was this week. Just like I was trying to figure everything out at once. And I've said multiple times that, you know, that's not a good that's not good for someone in my mental position to to try to really um uh, try to break down everything at, at, at once, you know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta prioritize what's what and, and, uh, take care of it that way. But this week was, it was really weird. Like I said, it went by, it went by super fast, but like, it seemed like everything was in slow, uh, slow motion. Um, and also like, as I, as I've been working and training this week, uh, I've been watching, um, an old show, it's called Cold Case. And, Watching that show, it reminds me of what people are willing to go or are willing to do to feel seen. Um, and if you don't remember Cold Case, Cold Case, essentially it's a um, it's Cold Case files of of murders uh, and or you know any type of uh, cold case, meaning that the what they call the doer got away with it because it wasn't enough evidence it was looked at from the wrong angle yada yada whatever but essentially the uh conclusion to each episode is a person just wanting to to be seen or just wanting to to uh feel important and they didn't feel important enough and their response to that was violence and i look at i, I was watching that show and I was able to to relate to that, like in in real time, not the the violence part, because I'm just uh, I'm not 
I'm never trying to get seen that bad or I never feel that unseen. I never put myself in that position to feel so unseen that it escalates to that. But I am able to relate to that um, in regards to just life in general, because we all feel unseen at times. And so the reason why I even brought that up is because uh, for February, I, I... how would I say this? So for February, I I interacted with people. You guys know that that's one of my struggles uh, in general with actually interacting with people in real time right now. Uh, it's been going on for some time now. It creates, um, it adds and escalates to, to my anxiety. I have no idea why. Um, just having conversations one-on-one with people or just in general in real time, it, like I start getting sweaty, like my mind start racing and I'm trying to be um, in the moment, but it's just difficult. And so uh, for February, I was like, all right, you know, this is what it is. It was recommended that I uh, that I try to interact, like just just go for it. So I started interacting from the podcast page because for me, it's like, you know, maybe I'll uh Maybe I'll get those uh, interactions that I say when I say hit me up, um, Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties podcast on IG, follow me on Good Pods. Um, When I say, um, you know, leave a comment or whatever, I was hoping that it was those type of situations, but it wasn't. People actually was really um, trying to have conversations and. I'm not I'm not good at that in real time with with strangers, um, even in my group chat. Like if it if if and these are people who I've been in, the, the, like it's been three, four years at this point. Um, it's difficult for me to talk to them one on one. Like I don't it just is it's something that's going on that I'm trying to fight through. But anyway, so. Watching Cold Case and I realized like in the midst of everybody, you do feel unseen. And if you're not mentally strong enough, you'll, you'll start swaying to try to be seen. Right. So I'm in my mind, I'm like, all right, I really am uncomfortable with interacting with people, but I'm gonna give it a go. So February, I just went in, like I'm posting stuff, um, responding to comments. I'm commenting on stuff. And the whole time, like I'm feeling worse and worse. Like it's not like it's it, it's not like it's not working like I assumed that it was it was supposed to, um, but not only that because I was interacting from the podcast page, I got other podcasts um, that follow me right. So at the beginning of the month, I was like, hey, you know. Um, trying to get to a hundred supporters. I've been stuck in the eighties, nineties for some time now. And it went from, I think it was like 92 supporters to like 174 followers within like four days. And then it was like, it wasn't like they was following and, like letting it be like they were speaking and, you know, sending DMs. Thanks for the follow or thank, thanks. Like it was crazy. 
And I guess in today's world, that is social media uh, etiquette. But for me, I like I don't I need a, I need somebody to run it. Like I, I, I just, I, I've come to that conclusion because I was giving my all trying to do that, and it created stress. But I was like, I'm not gonna let it affect the week that I had because the week wasn't bad at all. Like I said, it, it won by pretty fast. Uh, I was very attentive to some things, figured out some stuff, uh, still trying to figure out some stuff. But I didn't want this to be the thing that messed up the week because I was honestly trying to do it all of February. But then I started noticing I started trying to be seen and not going out of my way to be seen or not doing nothing weird or corny. But I start seeing like how other people promote their podcasts and I start seeing like uh, the interactions that they were doing and stuff. So I'm like, man, is, is that why I'm not getting, um, is that why I'm not getting more supporters? Is that why I'm I'm having low views and stuff like that? So, of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh, these are probably helpful marketing things. So I start doing them, right? I start like, like um, it's this audio. Um, hold on, because I'm going to tell you what it is. It's an audiogram. Right. And I start doing the audiograms and the audiograms uh, uh, for people who don't know. It's just uh, it's the, the sound bar and you just put it you just put it. You put it over like a still shot or whatever. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, everybody's saying this is the way to go. And, you know, it's marketing and this, that. And then I'm, I'm like looking at it and. I'm doing it for like two weeks. But I got less interactions on that than I did the regular clips that I do. And so I realized, like, all right, you bugging. Like, like you you bugging, you're you're trying to um it's not that you're trying to copy them on purpose, but you are falling into the this works for them and, and yada yada, whatever. And of course I got annoyed about it. And I was like, all right, cool, like it don't work for me. But I was mad because I'm like, you, you, when you are in the midst of uh, your element, right? Because I'm not a competitive person in, 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 in the sense of I want to be better than the next person or number one, number two, number three. I'm competitive in a sense of I want to reach as many people as I can that I can help. So I'm in competition with me trying to reach um, more people. Like right now we're in 21 countries. I want to be in 25. I want to be in 30. Like just because the what I'm trying to do, but I'm aware that self-help is one of the hardest uh it's one of the hardest things to consume. And this is something that like I've known, but it just hit me this month as I'm trying to interact and and really try to like do my best to help me first. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it is healthy that you just dive in whatever the thing is that is affecting you. This didn't work for me, but I started realizing like, all right, I gotta I I, I gotta get off of this page, not because like. Not for anything other than it's driving me crazy trying to 
look at these different pages and take kind of pieces of how they're marketing and this, that, and the other and uh, implement it and try it for myself. And it's not working. So one, the content of the podcast, because it's self-help, like it's, it's, it's a hit and miss regardless because a lot of people, it's hard for them to accept accountability. It's hard for people to tell themselves about themselves and just try to break through it. And I am aware of that. So I can't, I can't promote this like they promote it because they're promoting entertainment and it's more catchy and they're, they're promoting, they're promoting sports. It's more catchy and, and movies. And, and like when I, like I'm saying that as giving them props, cause the, the people that I, uh, that ended up following me and I followed them in return, it works perfect for them for what they have. But for me, this is, it, it didn't work because it's not catchy. Self-help is not catchy. Accountability is not catchy. And you, it, it has to hit people who are ready to hear it. And it takes a long time for a lot of people to get to the point to where they really want to have uh, support. I know for me, it took me a while because I just couldn't trust anybody. I just felt like everything and everybody was against me. So it took me a while to even start to look. Like I said, like once my once uh, Kennedy passed, I that's when I really was like, all right, like this, this is not going to. Um, it's not going to work like I need I need something other than than grief therapy. I need so, something other than reading books. I need some I need something or someone who is actually uh understanding of 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 this level of uh depression, this level of anxiety and just trying to get through everything, right? And all that came back to me as I'm going through this this month of trying to interact with people and I'm like they don't work for me. Like I jumped into it to possibly help me and it didn't help me. It, 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 it made it worse for me. It made my anxiety high because then, you know, you start thinking like, are you following me? Just to follow me just because you feel like, cause a lot of people feel like no account should be under blah, blah, blah. Right. But for me, I'll rather have a hundred followers who actually are being helped from the podcast than having 10,000 followers who never listen and need it. And so I realized that as I like, as I'm trying to interact and I'm looking and you, you, you constantly see, um, these posts of is there any podcast recommendation you you see these posts of uh follow for follow you you like it's the everybody is looking at it from the more people i have follow me like it feeds the ego and you get into these situations where once you get a, a lot of followers and people start talking to you and you can't get to it, the stress of not being able to get to it is going to get to you. Right. I barely can respond to 10 people without freaking out. What am I going to do with 10,000? 
yeah, I, yeah, I want the podcast to reach us, reach the people that it's supposed to reach, but I want it to, I don't want to do it through hurting me more. It's not that important for me to, to, to get in front of 500 people if only 10 are going to listen. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm pumping out, pumping out, pumping out. But then it hit me like, bro, you are doing more harm than hurt to yourself. Because now, since you are in the midst of all of these other podcasts, you are forgetting what your podcast is for. And you are trying to to play the marketing game with them in a way that you're not going to win. Because, again, this is self-help. This is honesty. This is accountability. This is real reality podcasting. The things that I talk to you about on here is things that I got to fight through every day. And I know that I'm not I know that I'm not the only one that have to fight through this type of stuff. So I want to be open and honest so that people know, yo, you're not by yourself and it's okay. It might take you a while to get through it, but you can get through it. Even if you have to start a podcast yourself where you just talk. Because I'm telling you, therapy was not working for me alone. Like it just wasn't. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, the things weren't weren't good. Like therapy, like I, I'm, I am a believer in therapy, but I'm also a believer in knowing what to do after the hour. Knowing that I have to keep fighting after that hour, knowing that I have to build myself up to to understand me. Right. Because in therapy, you you it's a, it's about accountability. It's about, okay, figuring out, like, all right, what is the issue? Okay, now that we got that out of, how do we get there? What part did you play in that, right? And so I'm paying attention to that now. Like, I've done, a, I've done so much therapy. It's like, like, my mind is just, is just different when situations happen. So I'm analyzing this thing with, with me trying to interact with people. But I felt myself, like, smooth getting into competition. I mean, smooth, like I'm looking for for uh, for people who are possibly in the same uh, uh, field as field as me when it comes to the podcast and listen to their podcast, um, how they handle and stuff. And it's just like still, even with that. My podcast is not like theirs. Either people are come or are coming from. Uh, a Bible, people are coming from a professional standpoint, like nobody that I, I've, I've listened to that's in the self-help, nobody is coming from poverty, nobody like, and I'm not saying they're not uh, in their real life, but nobody's talking about coming from that. Nobody's talking about not being able to not be depressed as a kid because, you know, the, the African-American, the black culture don't believe in depressed kids. We don't have time for that. That's just what it what it is. Right. I don't And I'm not saying that others don't don't go through that. But nobody, nobody that I, I like I've, I've 10, 11, 12 podcasts and everybody is coming from some type of, of book, uh, uh, college, like college teaching, professional, like nobody is coming from like, yo, I got this shit and it's hard. It's difficult. I do therapy, but therapy is not enough. And so. As I'm going through through this, trying to interact with people and I'm seeing it, I'm like, yo, like this ain't for me. It ain't for me because the, like. This is not entertainment. 
So I don't want you I don't want you to tune in to to try to get entertained because I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to help. I'm here to express everything that that I can when I'm uh, when I'm talking about whatever I'm talking about in the sessions. I'm here to help. I'm here to call you out as I'm here to call myself out. I'm here to be accountable. I'm here to teach you teach you accountability by example. Yeah, so many people did something to me. Yeah, I was hurt in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. But what part did I play in that? And even if I, even if the part that I played in it didn't deserve what was given, there was still a part to play. So when I say that, it's not a blame thing. It's what could I have done different to not be in that situation? And or did I stay in a situation too long knowing that I should have left? Did I respond to a situation um, to keep the relationship or friendship when I should have responded to the situation and debted the relationship or friendship myself because it wasn't conducive to my health? So that's what I mean. When, when you have to face that stuff within yourself, it's hard and people are not ready for that. It's not nothing that I say on here that's super extra profound. It's just the idea of having to sit with yourself and go through those things that. That, you know, that you could have changed or handled differently. It's difficult, I know, because I'm doing it. When I'm having these sessions and I'm and I'm talking about my situation with my daughter, when I'm talking about the situation with with with, with my baby girl dying, when I'm talking about the 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 difficulty of adult relationships, of parenting, of getting through work, of just you know getting through a day, I'm living through that. These mental health checks is me being able to say, okay. I got to report. I got to I got to give this week a grade, because if I don't give it a grade, then I'm going to be bothered. Right. I got to break it down and see the and see what messed up, what went wrong, what I could have changed, what I keep the same, because that's going to help me build and fight my way out of this anxiety, fight my way out of this depression. I don't know how long the the the, the chemical imbalance lasts. I don't know if depression is a forever thing. I'm just in faith that it's not going to be a forever thing for uh, for everything for me. Even if that's even if that is far from the truth, I'm going to keep telling myself that and I'm going to keep fighting through it because I'm not going to allow it to to take over me in a way that is going to make me not be present for my kids that are here for for me not be uh, not be present for, you know, work, for the business, for the porch. Like. I got to be who I'm supposed to be. And I have to do that in my way. Like a lot of times things look good and they look they look like they'll work for everyone, but they don't. And you find yourself in these situations to where, you know, you you spend money and you spend time and it's like without well, work for them and, and it just don't work for you. And that's why like, I like I get frustrated when I see and get uh, DMs of, hey, I could get you to this. I can get you to that. You know, just just give me this. Give me that. Yada, yada, whatever. And it's like, nah, you're not understanding. I am aware that self-help is one of the hardest contents to to get out. In order for in order for you to do it, it has to be some type of scheme. You got it like like I don't I'm not with that. You getting me from the ground up. You getting Gardena Memorial Kev all the way up to where I'm at today. I was born in a ghetto. I was raised in a ghetto. 
That doesn't make me ghetto. I, I, I learned so much by being on the streets. I learned so much by, by having friends that lived the way that they lived. I, had, I learned so much by living the way that I did. And no, it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to get attention for being, for, for telling my story. I'm not going to get that, uh, that million dollar contract immediately because people don't want to be accountable. Like I'm not one of these people who are, are, you know, faking mental health for a check. Like I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Like having like, like, like really, uh, 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 Forcing myself to interact throughout the month, it opened up so many of my flaws to me. Like it had like I'm like it had me really bugging out, not in a negative way, but just checking myself even more than than I normally do. And then I had to stop like I I stopped last week, like I, I didn't make it a full month. I, I couldn't. Because it was it was overtaking me. Like it was overtaking me. The anxiety of, you know, trying to do what the other podcasters were doing. And when I say that, I don't mean content wise. I'm solely mean marketing wise, solely meaning like, oh, you got to post twice, three times, four times a day, yada, yada, whatever. But I, and I started to think, I don't want to hear that. And I'm going through it. I'm going through it and I don't want to hear you tell me about accountability four times a day. I don't even want to hear you tell me twice. So that's why I keep my clips like it's a it's a minute and under, period. And a lot of times I just post still shots. The last two weeks I was doing that. Um, I was doing the audiogram because I saw other podcasters doing it, but it created anxiety because I was getting one or two views on it. It didn't, it didn't like, it didn't help the podcast do anything. But when I post the clips of me actually speaking and you see me, you see the movement and you see the passion and you you hear the passion and boom, more people listen to it. And that's the goal. I want you to, I want you to hear what I am saying. I want you to hear the pain that I have to go through because I know that you probably going through it too, but, but a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are scared. We, we, it's different things. Like, like I said a while ago, my fear is different from your fear. Your fear is different from my fear. So that's why I had to go back to my regular page, right? I had to. And I know it seems like I'm running from it. And I'll never get over it if I don't face it. But the reality of it is I, I faced it the best that I could. And I noticed a, an additional flaw in me. Because as a business person, you want to make sure that you are up and up with the the newest marketing and you're, you're up with the newest thing and yada, yada, whatever. But the reality of it is I am peacefully flawed, right? And though I have a solid brand overall, it's going to take some time because I'm not faith based. So I don't have that audience. Um, I don't have a, a, a 
a famous athlete, so I don't have I'm I'm a regular guy. I'm a regular guy fighting through the depression, uh fighting through poverty, fighting through uh capitalism, fighting through horrible paying jobs, you know, fighting through, you know, uh uh salary not matching, you know, cost of living with y'all. So I can't put myself in a mix and start trying to to do the things that the other podcasts do because I'm not them. And I'm not saying that what they are doing is, is wrong. It works for them because, again, they are entertainment. So that's what they have to do. Because they're trying, they're, they're wanting, I don't want to entertain I do not want to entertain. I don't want to put myself in that box of an entertainer as a result to the podcast. This is these sessions are solely to help us get through. My goal with this is solely for you guys to see it's okay, especially guys. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to feel unwanted, unneeded. It's okay. And it's okay to talk about it. It's okay. I'm I I peacefully flawed like it it hit me because there's so much like it's so much in that alone it's just so much right I'm not afraid of of my flaws like I'm uh, I'm I'm flawed freely but. Everything that I've gone through, it allows me to put my flaws up front and deal with them before I wouldn't like it's not that I didn't know I had flaws. It's just that until you until you face yourself like you're the final boss. You're the final boss, right? And there are stages that you have to go through to get to you. And until you until you get there, you just you're learning. And it's up to you what you're taking notes on, because. You'll end up staying in the same place if you're not taking the correct notes, you'll end up being defeated by something that you should have been past 10, 20 or, or, or two, three years ago. But you didn't take notes correctly that first time, right? As an, and I, I've been, I've gone through life. Excuse me. I went through life for so long, depending on, like, I went through life so long as a group project, and it wasn't beneficial to me. Because when it was time for me to be, when it was time for me to do a solo project, there was pieces missing. There's pieces of my life missing. And what I, what I mean by that, when, when, when people tell you how to feel and people tell you the stories and people make you feel like, you know, what you are saying is invalid or what you are saying is untrue. It's like to the point to where you believe it, when it's time for you to tell your story you're going to lose because you're 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 suppressing things that you know are true and you're suppressing ways of thinking and ways of being because someone said 
don't cuss. Someone said, don't speak that way. Uh, don't listen to that music. Don't go to that place. Like, once you break free from that, that's when your story starts. And that's why, like, the last few weeks we've been we've been talking about, you know, brick by brick, uh, uh, what are you made of? Because you got to start rebuilding. You have to, it, it's crazy how much you have to tear down for you to build properly. And again, this is not a woe is me. This is not a blame your, your, your parents, blame your grandparents, blame your, blame your aunts. Like, this is not that. It's just the reality of life to where it's so much that we suppress for the sake of just keeping peace. It's so much that we don't talk about within ourselves for the sake of keeping peace. But there's going to be a time where you have to face yourself. There's going to be time to where you have to stand up to your siblings and say, now nah, you're not giving me noogies no more. Now nah, you're not you're not putting me in headlocks no more. You're not giving me wedgies no more. Cut it out. You might have to tuss a little bit. There's a time you're going to have to come against your parents and stand up and say no, no, and no. And it's just going to have to be what it is. You have to be able to take those consequences as they come. Like there is a time in your life that you have to stand up for yourself. And if you don't take the proper notes, you're not going you're not going to be where you're supposed to be. Because. Like for me, if I can't, if I can't, for lack of other words, stand up to you respectfully, right? Meaning it's not an emotional thing. It's not an anger thing. Like I logically feel like enough is enough. Then I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready. Like. I'll give you an example, right? I told you I played football. I played football uh, since I was six. I quit one year because debtor contempt. Um, debtor contempt hit me. Now, at the time, I thought that was the hardest that I thought that was the hardest I'll ever be hit, right? And so, in my mind, I'm ready. So, my brother right above me is two years old. Um, my brother always talk about, and I remember, well, I don't remember how it started, but all I remember is I ain't scared of you. Like you ain't going to run me over. Y'all didn't like, cause we, we all play football was on Villa front of the, uh, front of the apartment and we did the tackle drill. And mind you, again, I told, I told y'all, I thought Dedrick in, in, in Tim Sylvester, rest they soul. I thought that they hit me the hardest that I had ever been hit in my life. Right. And I don't even think my brother hit me with his full power. But all I know is when Kenny is our oldest brother, he's three years older than me, than his duck. Ken called it, said, go, got up. And duck hit me with, with what felt like the strength of the Black Panther. And I remember like, ah, my neck, right? In the moment, like, I'm crying. I, I think I cried. 
And of course, you know, your big brother's laughing at you like that's what you get, like like stay in your stay in your lane. But I even then I knew he was I knew Duck wasn't trying to hurt me. But you gotta learn your lesson. Like if you not like like as my brother, he's gonna he rocked me. But he by far didn't hit me with all his power. But because I kept saying, nah, come on, come on, come on, and I ain't scared, I ain't scared, he had to show me. It's 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 a difference between you being ready and you not being scared. And so I take that lesson with me in everything that I do. Like if I'm ready to stand up to you and it's not logic, it's straight emotion, and I and I'm not thinking straight, I'm not prepared for that. So whatever you're saying to me or whatever control that you have on me, you probably need to keep it because I'm not ready. But once I am ready and and I stand up, it is what it is. Whatever the consequence, because I'm not scared no more. I'm not scared. Like I'm genuine. Like it's, it's weird. Like I'm always naive and wanting to give people, you know, the opportunity to show me their who they are. Always. Like it doesn't matter who it is. Parents, siblings. Like I'm always at different stages of my life. Always up front. But because I've, I am that way, and that is a flaw that it is what it is, I just feel like I have to give you a chance to show me who you are. I can't, I, I, I can't base the new, the new friendship, the new relationship off the last. And so even sometimes when I see certain things like, ooh, that remind me of that, I'm so naive that I'm, alleged, I'm, I'm going, even though that I've seen it, I've seen that before. I'm so naive. I'm just like, nah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. That ain't, like, I'm only seeing that because that's what happened in the last friendship. That's what happened at the last job. That's what happened uh, uh, with the last friendship, right? And not trusting myself. Not trusting that I know what that is. And I know what it's going to turn into. I just let it go. Because a lot of times... I'm not ready. That's one of that is that's one of my my major flaws that again I'm working on it in real time. I'm honest on here. I be giving people the benefit of the doubt and I be seeing like, dang, you about to do me dirty. But I gotta see it. Cause I cause 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 what if I feel like, and this is this is my thought process. What if I feel like you about to do me dirty and then you don't? And then now I have this 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 mental guilt that I thought you was a horrible person when actually you just had a bad day and you did something that reminded me of someone else. And so immediately I'm like, oh, you about to do something. And now I feel bad because turns out you are a good friend. Turns out you was just annoyed that day. Turns out you might just be slightly annoying and you have those those traits. But overall, you're a good person. Overall, you don't mean no harm. You you know what I mean? But that's a flaw that I have. I'm not saying not trust people. I'm not I, like I'm I'm not saying that. But for me, like as much hurt and pain that I have been through, like I be I be trusting. And I don't think that that's good. And again, me interacting with people like really this last month, I started seeing it because, you know, people are like, oh, you 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 want to get more followers? Oh, you want to learn how to market this and market that? And then I'm like, I, I, like, have you listened to my podcast? 
and then it's blank. All right, cool. I'm just another I'm a, I'm just another number to you. I'm just I'll never forget when Kennedy died, right? My brother like he is the like I, y'all know how I feel about him. And I forgot the conversation that we were having. But I was super sad and and I was just trying to kind of um just kind of get through it, right? And he has said it, it he said it sucks, bro, because to the world we're just a number. And though I felt that that was harsh, I felt that it was needed. And he was the perfect person to say that to me because anybody else, I would have took offense and I would have missed the lesson. In that to everybody else, my baby dying, it happens every day. The, what the dude say I'm paying the fool? Niggas die every day, B. To the world. I'm in here struggling over it. And I can't, I I I I I can't allow people to make me feel away because I'm still struggling over it. But I can't force people to understand I'm still struggling over it. So him saying that. It really put me in a position of reality when I'm dealing with people, right? Because we're just numbers. I can't, I can't press on to you what the last person did to me. I got to look at you for who you are. Do I need to, to control Control it a little bit better, yeah. Because I already have mad trust issues, but I just feel like once I agree to a friendship or once I agree to a relationship or a job, it's like that's me letting my my trust down a little bit more. But I have to go in and I have to. I, I can't be naive. I have to look at stuff for what it is. It's one of my flaws. I I'm working on it. Right. I, I. I try my best. Because when I was younger, I just. I had so much anger. I had, like I, I just and, and it wasn't unwarranted, but that's neither here nor there in this particular session. I had so much anger in me. And there was no way, like back then, it was like, oh, if you're angry, take it out on football. If you're angry, put put that aggression into track and, and, and train and run and blah, blah, blah. It was not therapy. It was not like a mental thing. It was just straight, all right, you mad? Go go hit harder. Go run harder. Um, but through me being naive and being hurt so, so much, I've become so insincere to things. Like I don't be like, bruh. I don't be caring about a lot of stuff. Like a lot of stuff. 
And it's solely because I've been hurt so much. And it's not even an arrogant, I don't care about it. It's like I can't even fathom the thought of why I should care. I know that that is selfish. I know that that is not the proper way. And I'm working on that. But I I, I've, I feel so hurt that no one cares that Kennedy died. And I know that that's my kid. But I feel like people should care about me as a person. Like I care about them. Like when people like, like my uncle just passed a couple weeks ago. Um, my one of my my dad's my dad my biological dad's brother. And my uncle had some issues, and he he did it how he lived. But I'm not sad how how. I'm not sad that he passed because he lived the life. Like he, when I say my uncle lived, he lived his life. I'm sad for my uncles and my auntie because I care. Because now you missing something that's supposed to be there. I think he was 50, 60 something. Like all of my, like they've gone 60 something years 50 something years with each other the the seven six seven eight of them they made it to 50 60 all of them all of them are in their 50s and 60s my uncles and aunts but they lost a brother and though he lived the life that he that he lived my mind is on on them my mind is on my cousin Shay because now they don't have him, right? And it hurts for them. And in my mind, I'm like, why nobody, why no one care about me that way? No, Why no one checking on me to, to make sure I'm not about to blow my brains out because I miss my daughter? And so it creates this, this callous feeling for me to just, like, I've shut down, my emotions be shut down. Like, I know some, I, I like, I know it's important, but I, my ability to care is, is not there. That's a flaw. Can't nobody help me with that but me. I don't like feeling like this. I used to, I used to be so emotional, have so much care, but holding my child, not breathing, not being able to, 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 to respond to me, knowing that when I left that hospital, I would never see my baby again. It really it, it, it created this insincere, insincere person. Because how? How? Like, as loving as I am, as much as I help people, like, and it's like the first couple of days, it was like, everybody all right, everybody all right. And then probably like a week, two weeks later, it was like, 
you're what's up what's popping you good like what my child is dead and so there's this bubble around me of I've always been a person that I don't want to care right um but I don't want to care properly not that I'm hating, not like I'm not interested in, in in the things that a lot of people are, meaning like uh, when things happen in reality TV or when things are trending and stuff like that, like somebody has to tell me. Like I'm not I, I don't like eat like I'm a big proponent of blocking and or muting things that I know are not going to be beneficial to my mental. So when I see certain things like. There's an option like, are you interested or not? And I'll click it. As soon as I see something trending, I, like if it's not already muted and it's trending, not interested. Not because I don't care. Because I can't add to that. I can't add to that. Like, like it's not beneficial for me. It's nothing like uh, a world news. New recipes, um, new music, um, new poets, uh, new jazz artists or that type of stuff. I'm all over it. But drama, fight videos, uh, uh, Maury's types, I'm not with that. And, and I'm not judging nobody who who is into that type of stuff. Mentally, I just I don't care. I'm not here for that. I'm not I'm not here to know who slept with who. I'm not here to know who fighting who. I'm not here for that. But that's healthy, right? Because I don't why do I need to care about that? Well, when Kennedy died, a certain level of uh I don't give a fuck about nothing came over me. Because how did my child die? And what's even more, when it's that type of situation, they don't know. So I have to live the rest of my life knowing that my child passed away. But no one knows why. Not on a spiritual sense, not medically, like no, like just nothing. Just, oh, it happens. Bet. That changed everything. Again, I'm not saying it's right, but that is, I'm, I'm, I'm freely flawed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not. I've been through too much to be ashamed of who I am. I, ha- I had to endure too much to be ashamed of it. Is it wrong? Yeah. But I don't really be giving a fuck about none of that. Like I like if, if I want I want my people to be doing good. I wanna I wanna be encouraging to stuff like that. But the extras, like my boy DW say, that that's just noise. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about your fights. All I like if 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 I fuck with you for real, for real, and you are being harmed, I care about that. You are success, I care about that. But even then, if it's extras, I don't care about none of that. Are you okay? 
right? Are you okay? Like it's it's so it's so difficult. And I don't the, the reason why I count that as a flaw is because like it's nothing that nobody could do because she's just a number, right? We we just a number. And even when I left the hospital and you know, oh, do you guys want to do an autopsy? Yeah, we want yeah. I want to know what happened. Oh, wow, you know, and I think this is what did it for me. The whole while you knew that you wasn't going to be able to tell me anything. But you offered this, like you playing in my face. And so now you created a monster because now I don't care about nothing because you played in my face about my baby. And it's so much more that like it was so much more than her just being my youngest child, uh, her being my young. Like it was just it, like. It's bigger than it's bigger than 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 her. Because you don't treat people that way. We live in a society to where you you like. They play on your emotions and they 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 play in your face and act like everything is cool, but they know they don't give a damn. They about to go right back home and do what they're supposed to do. Again, I'm not saying that they did anything, but it like don't play in my face. Tell me the real. Yeah, she passed away. We don't know. We not gonna know. What you wanna do? Don't sit, don't try to console me because you don't care. You don't it, I hear you laughing at the station, right? Why? Because you have a life and you are free to live your life. You don't got to be sad with me, but you also don't got to play in my face. So it created this this insincere monster in me. And I be trying to, I I do be trying to care about certain things, but I don't, um, I'm very much so get off my lawn type of guy. But the thing is, I love people, but it's just really difficult for me to have conversations with them. It really is. It's, it's 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 really difficult for me to be like sincere to 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 people in one on one conversations now because it's like like am I wasting my time? Like I don't want to create no unnecessary attachment with people, and I think that's what it is. I think that I feel like if I'm sincere, uh, uh, it creates an unnecessary attachment because you're really not gonna you're really not gonna care. You see what I'm saying? Like this is why I don't really this is this is one of the reasons why I don't be trying to make new friends because at the at the blink of an eye, you could be gone. You don't owe me nothing, but you don't know that like I'm feeling like this is this is a lifelong friendship. I'm putting in work like like, like trying to make you understand like once I'm down with you, I'm down with you. But you, on the other hand, could be feeling like, nah, I'm just cool with you for the moment. Like I don't really care about your well-being like that. So it's create this 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 insincere peace in me that again I'm, it is what it is I'm 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 trying I'm 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 trying to to be to be better as I'm fighting through all of the other stuff I became so vengeful and like I said before like me being vengeful like like even before the issue with Kennedy like I had I had been giving so much. 
of me and just, you know, trying to be the best version of like that, that I could at work, uh, uh, in relationships and stuff like that. And then it gets overlooked and you get disrespected. And so like I have become so vengeful. Like I, if you hurt me, I'm done telling you I'm hurt. Like, let's get it. Like, let's just be hurting each other then. Right. But I'm a forgiving person in real life. As long as you don't try to kill me or 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 my kids, like everything in conversation, I've always said that. I know it sounds stupid. I'm, I don't really too much care about you cheating. Physically, I don't care too much about that. What I care about is if you giving somebody my emotional time. Because you can find yourself in a situation to where you drunk high or you find yourself in a situation where you extreme. Hey, you human. We can talk about that. Am I is the trust going to change a little bit? Yeah. But am I going to is it going to ruin everything forever? Nah. I don't, I don't care about none of that. At the end of the day, does your vibe and my vibe still click? You grown and you can do what you want to. Don't bring me drama. Don't bring me disease. I'm good. But everything that happened created this vengeful person in me. That's one of my flaws. I don't. I'm not telling you you hurt me. What's the point? Because when I tell you, you say I'm tripping. When I when I say it's unfair, uh, like at work, if I if I really be complaining and saying stuff, it's like, oh, he's being the aggressive black employee. Like, no, like you, you doing me wrong and you, you put in too much on me, yada, yada, whatever. And I'm trying to let you know that, but I, like, that's how it works in relationship. If you, if, if, and this goes both ways, yo, you making me, you, you really making me feel like, oh, stop being a bitch. You being extra, uh, that you just, you, you trying to uh, create drama. It ain't even that serious. You looking at it wrong. It's never, it's never, I hear you. I got to like I'm, my bad. Let's really talk about it. So now in my mind, every time I like, cause this is not a one time situation and everything that I've been in, there's never been a time that I was able to express my, my emotions and they be heard and they be dealt with. But I am, ex I am expected to change everything at the drop of a hat. So now I have so much, uh, 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 rage when, when I'm hurt, I'm not, t I'm not telling you that you hurt me. Let's go. Let's go. If I lose you, I lose you. That's how I lost my ex. She did something. I'm like, all right, in my mind, we could talk about it. I came to her. I said, you know, I feel like this. She said I was tripping. I'm like, all right, turn up then. Because I was ready to forgive. I was ready to have a conversation and ready to be with her for the rest of my life. She said I was being extra. She said I was being dramatic. Turn up then. I responded in a way that was vengeful. She couldn't handle it and she dipped. All right, cool. I lost. But it's difficult for me to to not be that way because no one's listening. These are my flaws. I, I know I'm not alone with these with these type of situations that we go through. I know I'm not alone in, in, in these flaws. I know we all have flaws. Difference is I'm not afraid of them. I say all the time, you are getting all of me flaws and all. Up front. So you can know what you have to deal with.
understand that if you hurt me and I tell you it hurt and you do that shit again, I'm going to the max. I'm talking full embarrassment because I don't I'm not embarrassed. I'm a hoe. Like, I don't I don't care. You 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 want to play this game. Let's play this game. That's not healthy. I know that. But I feel backed in a corner. I feel like I have to fight these random battles to to get some respect. Another reason why I made this podcast. Another reason why I don't care. I'll cry on here. I'll crocodile cry on here. Not care no two ways about it. Because I've been in so many situations and I know both ways, both both male and female, uh, uh, women and men. My apology. I didn't mean to say female, uh, both women and men. We get in these situations to where we can't truly express ourselves. Everybody tripping. Oh, you just making stuff up. Oh, you just emotionally. People don't understand what that creates in you when you are truly feeling like you are being done away and no one wants to listen to you. Especially people who say that they love you, especially who people, you know, especially people who are, you know, supposedly there to protect you. I'm not saying tit for tat is the right thing, but I'm saying I've been pushed in a point to where like it is what it is. Let's go. Come on. Like if you want to like I, I, I'm not I'm not with the toxic behavior and stuff like that, but I am with if if you're not going to listen to me and. You're going to you're going to assume that I'm being extra or whatever. Then, all right, let's go. And when you when when you talking about me uh, to your people and you talking about me to your friends or if you 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 send us subliminals, make sure you tell your side, too. That's why I'm big on on saying I don't care what nobody posts because or nobody posts or nobody say or the narrative that people try to create because I was there. And I'm not going to say I didn't do what I did. Yeah, I did that shit. I told you it was hurting me. I told you we needed to have a conversation. I told you how I felt. And you told me I was being a bitch. All right, cool. So let's do it. Not healthy. But it's a flaw that I have. And I let people know, listen. Don't hurt me. We both going to be hurt. We both. It is what it is. I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to tell you once, hey, that makes me feel like this. You got one time to uh, uh, to make it like I'm tripping and I'm going to embarrass you. I'm sorry. It's not healthy. I'm I'm aware of that, but I've been pushed. I've been I've been pushed so much, and I've been bullied so much in relationships. I've been bullied so much in friendships that it it just created this in me. The difference is is that see, I'm not a person who don't know it. I'm not a person who's gonna sit here and lie to you and act like I'm perfect. I have so many flaws, and that's why I love that my uh, my brand is peacefully flawed because I accept them all, and I work on them all daily. And depending on the people that I have to deal with, you might get the peaceful side. You might get the flaw side. It just depends. I'm working on it, though, because I can't have people. I can't have you playing in my face. I can't have you. You you making me think that I'm the one tripping and I'm just trying to express my feelings. I can't have you, you know, like having the world think I'm a certain way. And it's just like, no, that that's not what happened. 
But none of that comes with none of that none of that comes in 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 without you being able to handle it without accountability. Without you accepting the flaws that you that you have. Like it, it's understandable. Like I know you don't you don't want to be like, yo, you know, like for me, right? Realistically. I've been stressed so bad, so bad. My skin is tore up. And I'm big on like 40 wear. My skin, like I stress so bad, like my 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 skin is tore up, right? Frustrated, depressed, just eating, like, and I don't even eat a lot, but when I eat, I eat, you know, and I just got this big ass stomach, like skin dry, no matter how much lotion I put on, like, okay, I'm still fine as fuck. I still work hard at everything that I do. I don't let none of this stuff, physical, mental, emotional, I don't let none of this stuff stop me from trying to be the best version of myself. Some days I win and some days I lose, but it is what it is. None of it is, none of it is healthy in, a, in, in that sense, but it's healthy because I understand it. And, and a lot of times in real time, when I feel myself, um, unnecessarily presenting one of my flaws, I'm able to stop myself. I'm able to stop myself. Like, that's why I get so mad when people be talking about they triggered and shit like that and they use it for, what the fuck? Uh, they use it for fun. Right. They use it because it's because it's trendy. They use it because, oh, it just it sounds nice. And that's why I get so frustrated because people don't understand like triggers are are for real, for real. And sometimes like. Sometimes you can go from ha ha to ready to hurt someone out of fear from a trigger. So when people be, oh, I'm triggered about this. Oh, the the sky triggered me because it was right. Like, that's why that gets on my nerves. But in real time, if I like I if I feel myself unnecessarily about to exhibit one of my flaws, I'm able to stop. And I'm able to 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 kind of think about it. It's difficult because now I, I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid about everything. Can I trust you with this? Like, if you texting me, like, are you texting me because someone told you to text me? Are you screen recording? Are you screenshotting? Like, I'm just paranoid about everything. And I don't even be doing shit. Like, everybody involved in my life knows, like, from a relationship standpoint, everybody knows that I prefer open relationships. Everybody. I said that once. I said it a million times. I've been in situations to where, like, I understand that now. So it's not like, oh, you're catching me up. I'm 40. Fuck you mean? I live in my own house. Like, I pay my own, like, like, like. I'm par- I, I'm paranoid for what? But I am because so many people have d- have done so much to try to make me look away, to try to quote unquote catch me up and stuff like that. And I just don't have time for it. I pride myself in not having drama myself. When I'm isolated by myself, just working on the business, going to work, like I have no drama. Drama doesn't happen until people try to come in 
and make it. I pride myself on that. Like I tell, like I tell people, I don't, I don't deal with drama. I remove myself immediately. Anything that alters my emotion to a point to where I'm about to to react in a way that's not conducive to me, I I remove myself. But I'm so paranoid that everybody is trying to do something. Because the people closest to me have tried to do something, have tried to paint a narrative, have tried to hurt me, have knowingly disrespected me, uh, made me out to be a fool, um, all of that. And I just take it on the chin. I like I never like it's so much that I know (laughs) that people that they don't think I know. And I'm still chill about it because I don't want no drama. It ain't like it's not going to be help for what? We're not going to get back together. It's not going to bring Kennedy back. It's not going to change our relationship. It's not going to change our friendship. So it's just for what? I don't care about it. I'm still alive. My kids, the the boys and Imani is still alive. You know, it wasn't like somebody hurt Kennedy like it was just nature. But I'm paranoid because people have done so much. And sometimes that that paranoia makes me miss out on business opportunities. It makes me miss uh, miss out on performances because I feel like why you ask me to perform at your spot? Like out the blue, who's there? Like are you trying to set me up? Are you trying to see who I come with? Are you trying to like, like it's so much that goes on mentally because of what I went through and people don't understand that. And if you say it out loud, also while having a mental health struggle, now you schizo, now you're crazy. Now you're bipolar, right? So a lot of people won't share in it. In, in the paranoia is warranted. That's what bothers me. Yeah, there is part of mental health where, you know, people are paranoid unnecessarily. But there is a lot of people who are who are paranoid and it's justified because of what they went through. And they have to they have to defend themselves. And when you feel like you are alone in in a world of billion uh, of billions of people, you have no choice but to be uh, skeptical about everything. Because if you say you love me, why you hurt me like that? Why you did that to me? Why you let people interfere with us? Even with my kids, like, I I love y'all. Y'all know that. I know y'all love me. But why y'all let little attitudes and stuff like get y'all to the point of how y'all behaving? So it creates this high level of paranoia of like, what's really going on? What you really thinking about? Like what's really on your mind? But because I'm, 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 I'm about people living free. I don't bug nobody. If I feel like, if if I feel weird about something, I just don't go. If I feel like people are going to be weird, I'm like, no, don't come to my house. And I'm, I will not open the door. But it's because I've been through so much. Yeah, paranoia at the level that it, that I have it, it's it, it it could be considered a flaw. But it's justified, and it's something that I'm working on. That'll come with trying to to get the trust back in people. 
because there's very few people that I trust. This is why I'm so open on the podcast, because I can say this and be honest with it, with myself, get it off my chest, get it out of my head. And it is what it is. I don't know who listens to the podcast, honestly. I don't know if my family listens because nobody ever says nothing about it. I don't see any comments. I don't get any texts from my family about like, I don't know. But this is not just this not even about my family in general. This is just about my well-being and having these sessions are uh, uh, are necessary for me because I know that y'all out there uh, needing to vent, needing to know it's okay, needing to understand like people are going to look at you a certain way. People are going to say you drama. People are going to say you extra, but it doesn't negate who you are and it doesn't negate your feelings. It's just a matter of you finding the right uh, outlet to get your feelings out. For me, I have the podcast to get to y'all because it's necessary. I don't want to. I don't want another person to 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 be afraid of the flaws that they have. I want you to understand them. I want you to study them so that you can uh, improve on them as you feel necessary. Some people like some people are comfortable with their flaws to the point to where they're like, all right, this is what it is. And that's pretty much where I am. On most of my flaws. Because. I'm forced to be there, I was forced in that, like I used to be, like I used to be such a loving person, like. For real, for real, like, like, oh my God, I used to be such a loving person. Yeah, I had like a a very uh, short temper, um, or a very short attitude fuse. But I was just such a loving person and cared about so much, cared about everything. And then life, and then relationships, and then marriage, and then divorce, and then kids, and then uh, uh, miscarriages, and 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 abortions and stillborns and uh, 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 bad jobs and disrespectful employees and arguments like with the kids and arguments and relationships and not ever being able to say, hey, this is a lot. And I'm carrying a very heavy load and, and, and I need you to understand how I feel. I shouldn't have to fight outside of these walls and come back in these in, in the house and and fight. Shouldn't have to do that, but I feel like I do. Without you saying you a bitch or you extra or you this or you that, I shouldn't have to do that. But because I've been through that time after time after time after time again, now I'm paranoid. I can't trust you for real. Now I gotta, I gotta have open relationships because if I give my all to you and you disrespect me like the rest of them, now I feel stupid all over again, and now I gotta go through this hurt all over again. I got to I got to work hard on my I got to work hard on my own business, on the podcast, on the poetry, on the books, uh, on the apparel, because if I give you my all like I did for two years straight at this job and, and, and you find one thing wrong, you can let me go. So I'm paranoid. I can't I can't you know, make friends like that. I can't interact with you on a one-on-one basis. I can't text you one-on-one because if I get attached to you as a friend and then something happened and now it's like, I gave you too much of me. I'm paranoid. 
It's people that I thought that I would be friends with to the day that I die. That I ain't talked to in years. Off of and, and we're not friends off of lies. Nobody apologized. Nobody was like, my bad. Like the truth came out and you actually was right. Niggas got too much ego. And I'm not reaching out to nobody. Yeah, like everybody chose what they chose and it is what it is. I got one I got one friend that I've been friends with, with since the sixth grade. All the rest of them I don't even talk to. Who knows why? Who even cares at this point? But for me, that created a level of paranoia when attempting to make friends. I can't be friends one on one with you. These are people that I grew up with. These are people who 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 we fought with. This is people who we got shot at with. This is people we we party with. We spent the night at people uh, at each other's house. Like gave each other food. Like we live and die like that. And I'm a, I'm I'm the friend that's attached. I'm the friend that believe like this forever. But because I don't talk to any of them, because life, because it creates a level of paranoia when new people try to be friends. Like, what you like? Who sent you? Why are you trying to be my friend? Fuck out of here. But it's 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 people who you who you meet, and it's like, oh, okay, you real. And you risk it. You risk the friendship. Because of what they bring into the table. Like I said before, if I can't, if, 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 if I can joke with you all day and I can't cry with you, I got to get away from you. If I can't genuinely say something to you or you can't genuinely say something to me and we, we you know, either help each other, cry together or get, get each other, got to get away from you. But I'm paranoid because I've been through so much. These are flaws that I'm not proud of. These are these are are things that, you know, it creates a, a like it makes me defensive. I trust heavy or I used to trust heavy. You feel me? Like everything in me was you would never do that to me. Like you would never you you would never do it. I, that's how I used to be. That's how I used to think about life. Like, once I get to the point to where, you know, we at the I love you's, like, you would never hurt me. Like, even if the relationship don't work, even if the friendship don't work, you would never hurt me. But the reality of it is, is that everybody is is for themselves when 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 it's time. They gonna do what's best for them. Everything is for a service. Again, that's what that's what what makes me say I need an open relationship because you gonna leave for whatever reason. That's just how it is in in today's world. You gonna leave because you're gonna find something that that suits you better, fits you better, and you're gonna dip. And I ha- and I'm gonna be okay with it because now I'm not giving you every single piece of me. I understand that this situation that we are in, or um, this friendship that we are in, this like. Jo- Disposable. I understand that now. I understand that now. It's just, it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy the level of defense that I keep up now because of everything that I've been through. 
And I'm again, these are things that I'm still trying to work on, but I wear my flaws freely. I, I, I'm not ashamed of anything that I say on this podcast. I'm not ashamed of any way that I look to people. I'm not ashamed because I'm working on me daily, but I know why I'm in the position that I'm in emotionally uh, and mentally. I'm not perfect, but it, I've been fighting a war. I've been fighting I've been fighting a whole war even before Kennedy passed away. Of just just things compounded of uh uh of being a depressed kid and not really knowing it like it, it wasn't just anger like something was wrong. Having the the ups and down relationship with my mom, not really having a healthy relationship with my biological dad like Feeling left when my brothers went to college and moved out of state. Like it's so much stuff that has caused it to be this way. But I got to hold myself accountable and I got to deal with what I have to deal with to get out of these spaces. These flaws are, are, are created by the life that I had to go through. And the moment that I realized I don't have to go through that no more. I'm like, all right, I got to work on this. It's hard. It, 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 trust me, it's hard because I got to face me. Why am I so defensive? Why am I so naive? Why do I why do I just let people in how I do? Why am like, why am I willing to burn the world down if somebody uh, 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 hurts me? You get tired of being the nice person, you get tired of being the bigger person. And I'm not saying that that's that, that that's right. But that's a flaw that I have. And I know that we all go through this. And it's important for you to know that you go through this. If you cool with being in, in, in the space of your flaws and not try to and, and not want to fix them, I applaud you because you standing on what you standing on. If you are in a position to where you want to fix them and or, you know, you feel like fixing them will make you a better person, then go for it. Don't be embarrassed that you that you trying to change that and try to help that because I every day I'm trying to I'm trying to improve my flaws. One of my biggest ones is I'll sabotage everything. Um, I'll sabotage everything if I feel like. Like if I feel like. um, Sorry, that was a motorcycle. If I feel like. You not listening. I don't care how good it's going. I'm tearing that shit up. Because if I tell you something that I'm feeling and it's ignored and I feel like it's something that's serious to me that I really need to talk about and I really need like improved or I feel like it's affecting me and you just ignore it. I'm tearing the whole shit up. We go. I'm telling you. It's just a self-sabotage, whatever, like I'll do whatever because I love you so much. I want to make sure that you good and you can tell me to get away from you. But a lot of times it's it's because I don't want to be like you trifling mother. It's difficult. When people don't want to listen. It's difficult when you hurt. It's difficult when you when when you are going through so much pain and you know that you have these flaws. And when you are in relationships or friendships or even with your parents and you're trying to just work through it and everybody has opinions and everybody has these ways and and, and that don't work. 
And everybody wants to be in charge of your flaws and everybody wants to throw your flaws on you and stuff like that. And I realize that you already accountable. Because that's what it's about. In order to, to, to get through the flaws, in order to, to, to handle it properly, like it takes a high level of accountability. And that's where I am with myself. I sit down and I have the hard conversation with myself to say, bro, you don't need to be like that. You should really try to like I have like I have these these convos with me. Because it's imperative that. I know what's making me tick. I know what's what's affecting me. I know what's uh, making me feel away. It's imperative that I understand what triggers really are and what mine really are so that I know that when I'm hit with them, how to respond. Because for me, it's freedom, life or death. Other than that, I'm going to remove myself and keep working on me. I'm not giving you the response that you that you want. I'm just not. I'm not perfect. I'm a slip. I, I, I might respond in a way that's very, very extreme and I might not respond at all. But like I said, if I feel like it's something that is altering who I am to me and who I say I am to me, then I have to remove myself and allow you to paint the picture that you want to paint. And enjoy it. Because I know where the paint came from. I know where the canvas came from. I know those those strokes. I, I know it. I was there. I saw how you developed that. But I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to let you hurt me for the sake of hurting me. I'm not going to be silent for the sake of keeping peace. I'm freely flawed and I wear, I, I, I wear them without embarrassment. I wear my flaws without any type of embarrassment. I'm working on them the best way that I can. I am emotional. I cry. I scream. I kick. I scratch because I am allowed to. I'm allowed to feel how I feel. We have to stop letting society tell us we can't feel. We have to stop letting everybody say, oh, it's not that bad. If it's bad to you, it's bad to you. And you got to stand on that if that's if, if it's bad to you. If it's good to you, it's good to you. Like stand on it. But we all are flawed. We all have flaws. And it's up to us to figure out how we want to handle that. For me, I choose to wear mine in the open. I choose to be honest about who I am, how I am, what I am. Without embarrassment. Because I've been in so much darkness. I saw light and I got to it. Y'all need to do the same. Peace. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com for podcast merch and Peacefully Flawed Apparel. Also check out Peacefully Flawed Shoe Exchange. Um, We got handbags, hoodies, joggers, shoes, anything you could think of, we have it over there. Again, www.peacefullyflawed.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.